Welcome back, gamers, to episode 10 of Power Gamers Podcast. This is the red Power Gamer Mike. And the black Power Gamer Ravi. How y'all doing? Doing good. Uh, it's episode 10, guys. Um, so we're excited. Uh, we're just, you know... Yeah, it's a big number. Yeah, you know, we're moving along, trying to, you know, get some promotions and stuff out and, and just grow, you know, and just uh, keep consistent. But um, Trying to stay interesting, too. Listen to us. That's right. The A um, lot of stuff, a lot of news. Before we get to that, though. Yeah, yeah, before, though. What's new with you, Rami? Yeah, um... Stuff's pretty good on my end, um, gaming-wise. Finally, my copy of Monster Hunter 4 arrived. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting for this thing for a long time because, like, I went ahead and applied the um, my $25 e-gift card okay. right when uh, for Dell to order it on Dell. So I ordered it on February 20th, uh, about a week after it came out. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to come by the end of February, but they delayed it for about three weeks. Uh, because of a lack of physical copies. Right. So the game's like really hard to get physical, even now, whether a collector's or regular edition. But, um, you know, it eventually came. Um, so I've been playing it since Monday. Today is Friday now. Um, and the game is just, it's so addictive. Mm -hmm. It's really genuinely better than my expectations. And this is coming from somebody who is new to the Monster Hunter series. I have no previous experience with the games, but it's so good. Just like you know, f you know, previous players had said, and like experienced players of the series, it's a really good like four is a really great introduction um, because the the past games have been kind of uh, notorious for being like almost uh, too difficult of a learning curve. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, our friend Joseph, who mm -hmm. I mean, he's played every one of them, and um, I, he tried to get me to three or was it try ultimate or whatever, mm -hmm. and I've got the, three the 3ds version and I've got the Wii version, mm -hmm. and he's going through. He's like, all right, I've got to tell you what to do because the game really doesn't tell you anything. Right. Like, well, that sucks. Right. And uh, it just came time to pick a weapon. He's like, well, you pick this weapon if you want to do this. I'm like, how would I know that otherwise? Like, you wouldn't. You just have to play it. Exactly. And I, in a way, I kind of I like that in one sense because it's like not as it's not hand holding. Right. And and so many games handhold nowadays. Mm -hmm. Well that's where um Dark Souls, Demon Souls, all these games have become so popular because they don't tell you anything. Exactly. And so I do like that one aspect of it, but I think Monster Hunter Four is like a really good balance. You know, again, me me saying this as a newcomer, I find that it's accessible, mm -hmm. you know, relative to uh, previous entries of the series. And so it's really good to like play offline just to accustom yourself to the game. And get used to it, but I, I st you know, even though it has that, um, you know, some nice introductions and things for you for the weapons and for you know combining uh, uh, potion, making potions and, and making different items, etc. Mm -hmm. It's still not to the point where it's it's definitely not hand holding. It's like here's your basic intros, but you're gonna have to figure things out on your own. And I like that because it's just so it it rewards you for learning the game and being successful in it. I got gotcha. you because. Okay. It's not, you know, the game's definitely, it's not an RPG. Um, it's de it's more an action game, mm -hmm. action adventure game with RPG MMO elements. Because you can have like, you know, many people in like the gathering hall and be online and like find people to quest with. And you'll like grab three other people and, and you ha you'll have your party of four and like go out and slay this monster. Now, is this coming to Wii U as well or is it just 3DS? As of now, it's exclusive to 3DS. Um, Capcom did have um, that survey we mentioned last week where they're trying to kind of gauge people's uh, response to Monster Hunter in general uh -huh. and Monster Hunter 4. So they asked some questions about how people like the game, of course. And as a, one of the final questions, they asked if they wanted to see it on a different console. Okay. So it's it's um, possible that we would see it on PSP. I don't think so. In, oh, you mean the Vita? Uh, sorry. Goodness. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I just uh, I just haven't kept up with uh, Sony handhelds. But it, it, it could be on the Vita. Right. 
and and there. the PS4. It could be on the v, uh, Vita, PS4, and or the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So I really think I really hope that it comes to the Wii U, just because that's what I have. Um, but uh, it's it's doubtful, I think, just because it, uh, three Ultimate didn't sell terribly well mm-hmm. um, in the U.S. But four Ultimate has had a lot of traction. I think uh, Capcom did an excellent job localizing the game and putting a very nice promotion out there. There's even um, a pretty interesting, uh, uh, like kind of a mass mass media promotion that they did. Um, or let me say viral marketing promotion that they did in London where they had the hunter uh, doing the prance uh, gesture right. that they have in the game with the, some nice background music and they had a palico. A palico is like the cat companion that you have. Okay. And um, so that that was like pretty interesting marketing. So they've, they've been really proactive with that. And I hope I hope it comes to... I just hope it's upscaled to a console, whether it's the PS4 or uh, the Wii U, either one, you know, I'd be ha- happy with that. That's definitely one of those series that I feel would be really benefited from um, high resolution on a better, right. you know, on something that's more powerful. Yeah, and I'm totally fine with it on the 3DS. I've had a lot of fun with it. I haven't been able to put it down. The game is just, it's like, this is why gaming exists. Right. That is not an exaggeration. I mean, that's what I feel. Like, when I when I think about something that's a challenge and is an immersive experience, Monster Hunter is now what comes to mind. I'm just really pleased with the experience. It's a game that everybody has to play, I think. Gotcha. I've got it off to jump on there with you. Yeah. Um, but okay, what else uh, besides Monster Hunter, what else have you been playing? Goodness. Uh, we've been uh, trucking along in Diablo. Yeah. You know, yep. we got we got up to... I'm a little bit behind you guys. I'm at level 69, wink. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up. I, I want to solo... Uh, I'm on Torment 2, okay. which even that is a little bit rough. I should, like, scale it down. Is, 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 are you in Act 5? Yeah, Act 5. Ooh. Just going to get to Malthiel and, like, finish that. When I was going through the first time solo, uh, Act 5, I think I bumped it down to Master. It's yeah. Because it got it's, brutal. It's really rough, even on Torment 2. Yeah. Like, I think Torment 1 would be fine. I, I Like, that's, like, even, t- like, Torment 2 is, like, okay, just up until the bosses. Yeah. And the elites even are fine. And then you're a witch doctor anyway, so you're kind of squishy. Yes. That's right. So you, yeah, you can't take those hits. Yeah, I can't take too many hits. I'm, you know, getting one shotted and stuff a couple of times, but um, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Can't, you know, once I finish soloing, we're gonna definitely get on these rifts. I just got the Reaper of Souls, so obviously I've been able to do that. Um, yeah, man, we got a we got a monk too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Us, good old Jeremy and Jeremy. Um, yeah. Oh man, he is, see, he is running around Torment Five today. Oh my god, uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I, we were both um, in the I guess mid fifties, uh-huh. and then Jeremy and our other friend Daniel literally played for like three days nonstop and got to seventy. Yeah, man, they just killed it. And then I was um, because I've you know I've leveled several characters, so I didn't feel like going through the story again. I'm like, hey, Jeremy, let me let me just jump in there with you. Right. So I got into there, and he was running rifts, and I he was like, all right, man, just stay at the beginning of the rift. And I just stood there and just watched my XP bar go up. Nice. <clears throat> and I went from fifty four to 70 in about an hour and a half oh man super quick just standing there and like oh pick up a legendary oh pick up another nice. legendary right, not do nice. anything yeah but man i mean like now we'll, we'll all be at 70 and we can uh, definitely go through some four player rifts and it's crazy though once you get to 70 you're like man i'm finally awesome i'm powerful and then you go torment you two or torment three and boom you know? one shot at <laughs> one shot at one shot it's all about the gear man it is it's like I mean, even now, because it's like stat differences really between like, you know, 69 and 7. It's not huge. Yeah. Even with the Paragon levels, it's all about equipment. Right. Uh, clearly. And I'm saying this as a, you know, relative newbie to Diablo. I never played Diablo 2. That's a travesty, I know. 
Um, I want to go back and play it though. It's going to be tough to go back and play. Really? Uh, it was. It was never a pretty game. Like one and two were. I mean, it was ninety nine when mm-hmm. it came out, and mm-hmm. then the expansion was two thousand two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Lord of Destruction, and they were never pretty. They were two D. What even three D three objects? It was two D kind mm-hmm. of clip art almost, mm-hmm. um, and it uh, it was a little rough. It was fun though, and the other it definitely had its flaws. Like one of the big things is if you were playing um, multiplayer or playing in a party, item drops, everybody could see them. So the first person to pick it up got it. Oh, so you shared okay. you shared gold. Um, yeah. So that's one of the great things they did in, in Diablo Three is like that you do. you have your separate drops. Right. So no one's no one's uh, sneaking and yeah. getting the legendary loot stealing you. Yeah. Like like waiting until you kill the enemy. Oh man, because I used to play with Daniel <laughs> all the time, and he, he he would run ahead and you know he's like <laughs> stuff would drop, and he's like, "Yep, nothing dropped." I'm like, "Oh, you son of a absolutely <laughs> no <laughs> legendaries <laughs> have been dropped." Yep. And I was like, oh, "I don't." It's like, you oh, you have five. Oh, where did that come from? Right. And I'm like, "Hey, that that's a pretty nice uh, mace you got there. When did you get that?" And he's like, "I don't know." No man, that's like I've my, had it for a while. My friend gave it to me. Yeah, I've had it for <laughs> like, a while. I'm right. like, uh huh. Yeah, I mean, even just time wise, it would be kind of uh, tough just because of the. It's just like even Diablo three is time consuming as is plus minus. Yeah, it, it'd be you know fun to go back and play for a little bit, but I don't think I'd I'd play, get a max level in it or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just to play it. Yeah, just try it out. Yeah, but I've been enjoying those. But I guess uh, as far as I go, I was. Um, I was out of town all weekend in Atlanta at a Microsoft conference. Oh, their, let us know. How uh, was that? Their business conference, Convergence Conference. Yes. So it was all their, their you know, business, kind of sure. the business, boring business products. Mm-hmm. But um, there were over 12,000 people there. That's incredible. It was huge. I mean, you literally go in and just get lost in the sea of, of people. people. Right. And um, some of the funny things, like this thing was so large, I was at, um, my hotel was like a, a mile away. Mm-hmm. And um. I check in. This is the Marriott uh, Marquis in Atlanta. Nice. And I go in. I mean, I was driving around the building, and I call them like, "Hey, where do I park?" And they're like, "Oh, it's valet only." And I'm like, oh. "That's lame." So I don't want to leave my car somewhere. Yeah. Well, they took my car, so I go in there and I go up to the desk and I'm checking in, and um, they tell me I'm the 31st floor. I'm like, that "Say what?" Sucks. Say what? That's I've never been so... in a building that's all in. Um, right. And I look up, and it's. I mean, it's really pretty hotel, but you look straight up, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Right. Like daunting. It was. Um. It was fun, but I uh, got to the conference. Turns out, a part of the um, whole conference free, they had One Republic play on Wednesday night. Crazy man! And I got to go for free. Awesome! And so I show up in there, and they're like, "Yeah, beer, food, whatever." And I walk up to get the beer, and they're like, "How much are you?" I'm like, "No, it's free." No, so free beer. Microsoft. I uh, know. I was like, I sat down. All right, Microsoft. In the stadium, watching them free beer. I'm like, this is awesome. Then I'm looking around. I'm like. All my fellow nerds, what are they doing here? And they're all standing around, not, not <laughs> getting too, nothing too wild, <laughs> nothing right, right, nothing crazy. And it's like, guys, um, this wonderful concert is awesome, isn't it? It's like, no, no, I mean, you there's conference. I mean, I've been to some pretty concerts where it gets pretty wild. I'm right. looking at all these other IT people, like, no, it's hilarious, right, man. pretty tame, super, yeah, low key. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I went to the expo room where they had all these different vendors, most of which I had no idea what their products did. Mm-hmm. I looked around, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what this does, right. Um, but it was uh, it was funny. I was walking around, and GMC has their new Canyon pickup truck, and I was the only guy standing there looking at this truck. Oh man, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and everyone else is looking at all these business products, and I'm just over there like, I like the truck. <laughs> that's funny. I did run into the Microsoft booth though. Yeah. And they had um, like, hey, you want to enter to win a free Xbox One? I'm like, yeah, sure. What do I have to do? Definitely. And they had Forza um running on xbox one nice and you had they had the whole steering wheel and the foot pedal and everything right, right. and they're like yep if you um they had a little board up there and they had five names on them like and if you're 
in the top five or whatever at the end of the conference will go through and pull a name out of a hat and you may win, which I got fourth place on there. Nice. So I was in the top five. Okay, cool. Never played it before. Awesome. Which I actually have it as a free download on my Xbox One. I haven't downloaded it because I didn't want to waste the bandwidth. Right. Um, but I got top five. Um, nice. I was like 54 something or other and top number one was like 55 something. So that's pretty close. Nice. That's good, man. And um, So the top five, they're going to draw out of a hat. Right. No, top five, but for like each day. And it was a four-day conference. I see, I see. So, so it's probably each 20 day. people. Got you. Um, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's top five for each day. So probably 20 people. Um, okay. Which I never got an email about it. So I assume okay. I didn't win. Okay. Um, Not bad, though. You got top five. So, I mean, that's, that's cool. So that was my whole week was down there. Uh, Sounds like fun. Uh, it, it was. I learned a lot. Um, yeah. Then I'm going to take back to the office. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I'd rather go to a, like a Comic Con or Dragon Con or something That'd like be that. Nice. Been more fun. It'd be super nice if we had gone to PAX East. Oh man, get that money. PAX Prime is here in August or September. Really? I've got a friend who's trying to drag me. So that sounds. But you, so you'd be grad school maybe. Yeah, I'll probably be up in uh, DC by that time. Uh, okay, we'll but there's see. so much stuff in the Northeast too. That's true. There's like everything there. Right. Find right. something to do up there for sure. Um, what else? While I was there, the internet. Um, in the hotel was pretty crappy. I did play a little Diablo uh, 3, got on, and basically, as I said, let Jeremy run me up to 70. Mm-hmm. And the Wi-Fi at the conference is pretty terrible, too. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got 10,000, 12,000 people trying to connect it. kind of makes sense. That yeah. way it'll work right. Right. Uh, so I really just played a little Diablo 3. I took my my DS and my um, my Vita, and I didn't even take them out of the bag. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I, was, I was, you know, when I was at the conference, I was back in my room doing work or whatever. Right, right. This gets busy. Yeah, but um, no, that was that was pretty much my week. Aside from that, got to get on that Monster Hunter with you. Um, got my projector in, so I got to set that up. Oh, yeah, dude. It looks super sleek. Showed it to me earlier. I got to, yeah, that's going to be, uh, I got to set it up. So I think I think the wife, I think once it's all set up and she can watch her, her crappy TV shows on oh, God. 120 inches, she'll be all right with I, it. We have to hope that she doesn't listen to this because then she's, she won't. Not, she's not going to. She won't. <laughs> okay, okay. We're safe. No, she won't. Don't have to worry. Although we're gonna get her on here one of these days. Yeah. Rita Repulsa. That's right. In the flesh. It's <laughs> happening. Get her to do the voice or something. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but a lot of news this, um so uh, yeah, let's get to Mike, it. Mike, do you wanna start us off? This is big news about uh, Konami and Hideo Kojima. What the heck? It, it, yeah. it sounds like he's leaving. Yeah, so apparently as of um April first, I mean it was kind of a rumor for mm-hmm. the past couple of days, mm-hmm. but it's definitely seems to be uh, set in stone by now. Um Hideo Kojima is uh formally leaving um it's not clear if he left on his own terms i think he did i it, it would make sense like somebody of his stature yeah they're not just gonna you know show him the they're, door. they're not exactly it's like it's it would be uh kind of pretty disrespectful i mean him working for the company since 86 actually what yeah what what he's been saying is that gta 5 phantom pain is going to be the last um Metal Gear Solid phantom pain yeah i'm sorry Whew, that's wow all good. wow it's all yeah, good mgs man. That's what I was thinking. MGS, I you, I like GTA, MGS uh, 5, Phantom Pain, is going to be the last Metal Gear game. And Konami, from my understanding, wants to make more Metal Gear games. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure all it is, he's like, yeah, I don't really want to do this anymore. I've done it for 20 years. And they're like, oh, we're going to keep making them because they're making mm-hmm. money. Right. So he's obviously, I think, going to do his own thing and kind of move in a different direction. And so um, he said he's going to be sticking around for um, MGS 5 till it's done, till mm-hmm. it's out, till everything's fine. He's right. not not leaving. Right. Um, I think he's probably just wanting to do something different. Right. And I mean, here's what Konami's, um, their statement is. They said that, you know, that they offered their formal statement. They said Konami Digital Entertainment, including Mr. Kojima, 
will continue to develop and support Metal Gear products. Mm -hmm. Please look forward to future announcements. Now, I just think that's their way of, you know, they didn't say, this doesn't say anything regarding him leaving or being fired, which I doubt was the case. Yeah. You know, it's like he left on his own terms, but they basically made an ambiguous statement to kind of uh, calm people down. Right. Basically about the future of Metal Gear because Metal Gear without Hideo Kojima is not Metal Gear. Yeah. At all. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they can, they could make a game and it would probably be okay, but it's like you have the creative director. It would be like a Mario game without Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. That's not, I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Without his oversight at some, some level. So, you know, this is um, definitely uh, disheartening news for Metal Gear Solid fans like ourselves. But, um, you know, what is um, kind of interesting, I mean, to me, I think that, I don't know, I mean, it, it's like, it would be interesting to see kind of what uh, Hideo Kojima does on his own. Um, he definitely has the weight in the industry to pull his own staff and maybe make his own kind of small uh, studio. Oh, hell yeah. I don't I think mean, he'd have any problem. No, it'll be easy easy for him. I just, I'm curious as to what he would want to do because I, I mean, I've always been a, a Metal Gear fan, but kind of... Um, I kind of suck at the whole sneaky aspect to it, so I find it entertaining, but I never never finished one of them. Mm. Actually, I did finish MGS1, I think, mm-hmm. long, long, long time ago. But I'm interested to see what, yeah, what what else he would do that, I mean, I assume it would be kind of in the same vein, third person, kind of action stealthy. Perhaps, um, perhaps. But I don't know. Although I think, I think that if Konami did decide to, um, depending on how, um, you know, serious the you know, disagreements were that caused him to leave because it must have been something... Um, may not have been a disagreement, though. He may just have not wanted that's true. To, to do Metal Gear any, anymore. And they obviously, I mean, are making money off of it, so they're not going to want to stop. You know what? That's actually... That makes more sense, actually. It may not be a disagreement. It's just like... He's like, you, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's genuinely... Maybe he's genuinely done with Metal Gear. So I don't know. I mean, it's... Um, you know, even though Konami is saying that uh, Kojima will work with them... That remains to be seen. I think they just said that statement to say it. And actually, so. actually, here just a little while ago, um, IGN posted something. Konami and Kojima released joint statement. Oh, okay. So, so Kojima came out and said something. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima and Konami have released joint statement to clear up confusion surrounding uh, confusing surrounding reports regarding Kojima's departure from the company and the future of the popular stealth action franchise. Kojima offered a, a few reassuring words as well, saying, I'm 100% involved and will continue working on Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. I'm determined to make it the greatest game I've directed to date. Um, but in the past, I mean, he's expressed his intentions not to keep making Metal Gear Solid games. He's, in fact, he said that MGS5 is going to be the last one. Right. And, you know, last one from him. But obviously, mm-hmm. Konami, I guess they own the IP. They definitely own the IP. And so... It's like Bungie and uh, Bungie and Microsoft and 343. Exactly. Them taking over instead of um, instead of Bungie, right? Right. Well, Bungie wanted... They were done with Halo. They wanted to do something else. Microsoft's right. like, we had own the, the Master the Chief. Right. We right. own they Halo. They have the Halo brand, right? And so Microsoft booted up 343 to keep right. making Halo. Exactly. Which I assume this, something like this is probably going to happen. Perhaps. That that's, seems to be the most likely case uh, here. Now, with, with uh, you know Kojima's statement, he said that he is de- uh, determined to continue working on phantom pain mm-hmm. however um i i think that that was you know because he did because he didn't mention anything about future metal gear Sol- solid titles it may be the case that it's for him at least you know his own decision he doesn't want to work on any more metal gear solid games that's what i think is that's, probably the case that's what that's what seems to be the case and so his statements 
didn't say anything about future games and you know the statement for from konami is intentionally ambiguous mm-hmm. because he's saying we'll still work closely together that statement encompasses phantom pain only yeah if we take that statement in addition to kojima so if we take them together what seems to be the case like you already mentioned is that he's going to work with them for metal gear, metal gear solid 5 and that's it yeah and do his own thing afterwards which I can't really blame him. I mean, he's been doing the Metal Gear series for so long. I'm sure he's probably like, I just want to do something else. Yeah, and, you know, kind of be different and um, try something else. We're, we're definitely going to be following this and see what he does. Um, he did, You know, I will mention, this is um, a little-known game that he did mm-hmm. for uh, the Game Boy Advance. It's called Boktai. The sun is in your hands. I remember that. That was yeah. him? Yeah, man. That's, that's right. Yes. I had that. Actually, yes. I think I got that game because you told me about it. That's right. Back and in, was it middle school, wasn't it? Oh, my goodness. I mean, that was such a... An, a I thought it was a great title. It was a nice little, like... I think I, it's my closet. Niche RPG. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, it just crossed my mind, actually. And that, that was a game, game where it was like you had to... You know, you use like solar power, actually. Yeah, it actually had a um, a solar panel chip on the cartridge itself, so you actually—I guess you had to be out in the sunlight, right? Yeah, you had to. Um, that's a good point. You had to charge the weapon that you had using that, and if you weren't, if you didn't have access to sunlight, mm-hmm. you know, like once it got dark, you're in your house. Um, you had to avoid enemies because then you're not able to use your weapon. So I thought that was an interesting mechanic. Um, it was definitely unique. Um, it was a very good uh, RPG for Game Boy Advance. Um, you know, something like along the lines of that would be really interesting to see from him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a continuation of that series. Uh, well, actually, Konami would have the rights to that too, so uh, that's out the window, actually. Yeah, well, but I, yeah, they. I don't know. Maybe they would do something new with that. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but if he's like totally severed uh, links with uh, Konami, I mean, just brand, something brand new, you know? Yeah, it would be nice. I but, mean, um, he, yeah, he's a brilliant game developer, or designer. Absolutely, so. one of one of the best. I mean, you think like. The kind of uh, top software developers. I mean, you think you think Miyamoto, you think Kojima, kind of the giants. What if he went into like did a movie or TV show or something? I mean, he could totally do that. He he could. I mean, he has a creative vision um, right. to be able to, you know, tap into that market. It would be completely uh, batshit uh, crazy, but it would be awesome. Right, right, unquestionably. I, you know, now that I think about it, like since you mentioned film, I would love to see. Although goodness knows if it would happen or not, but like like a collaboration between Kojima and like Quentin Tarantino. Yes. You know me too well, dude. You know, Quentin Tarantino is, I mean, that would just be awesome on yeah. every level. I mean, yeah. that, that would be insane. I'd love oh to see God, that. It would be great. But, um, you know, we wish Kojima the best, of course. And I mean, he is, he's skilled and he's going to have people surrounding him to do his own thing for sure. So we're going to be tracking this and, and see where he, uh, where he goes with this. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he wanted to do his own funding thing, go on Kickstarter or patron, he would money. not have any issues Easy money. raising money. So yeah, he'll do something there for sure. Okay. Um, next one on the list though. And this is, I'm going to let you have on this one, Nintendo and mobile. We got some okay. interesting news there. Big news, big news on this. And, uh, we actually predicted this. Yeah, we did a couple of weeks ago. We said that, you know, if Nintendo wants to stay relevant, they have to go into the mobile market. I mean, right. this is an unavoidable, you know, this is just expanding and to some degree encroaching on their handheld, um, you know, market mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, when it comes to a proprietary console, handheld-wise, Nintendo has always had the edge and I think will continue to have the edge. Uh, as we we saw last month with their um, great success in selling almost 400,000 uh, 3DS units. Crazy amount. Yeah. And so... Um, 
it now that Nintendo has announced their uh, foray into mobile gaming, there have been a couple of you know kind of mixed responses from people, and I would say they kind of fall into two categories. You have one people who one group of people who are excited about it mm-hmm. and say like this is an you know showing that Nintendo's kind of with the times you know making those uh, kind of necessary few necessary changes to kind of uh, get up to speed to, on certain things like just reaching out to that market it's such a huge market and a huge potential revenue stream i mean when you think gaming you think nintendo right right i mean like that's just what people think whether you like nintendo or not those that, those are you know part you know, those go hand in hand right those names so i guess uh, i'm not 100% clear here are, are they making mobile games or are they just kind of are they yeah so what what exactly are they doing on what, that front what it seems is that they're going to basically have um you know have their or their old ip and create new content mm-hmm. for mobile games with those those characters so that it's it has the nintendo image mm-hmm. but it's not going to be something where you have for instance you know what we were saying before is suggesting maybe they could go the route of taking old isos and putting those on mobile kind of having or like, like their old roms and whatnot exactly okay and doing that however um you know, Satoru Iwata has indicated that that doesn't, they don't want to, you know, they understand that the mobile gaming platform mm-hmm. is not a platform meant to for have, serious games. Exactly. It's not meant for yeah. serious games. And so this would be kind of like diminishing the value of the IP. And I agree with that. Um, I, I think there's I think there's merit to him saying this. And they don't want to do anything that's going to um, cannibalize the sales of their 3DS or whatever their mobile line will be next. Exactly. Yeah. And so... You know they they're not going to do that. Um, however, what he has uh, hinted at is more that you know they're working with um, Dena. You know it's D E N A. I don't know what it like stands for, but this is a major powerhouse uh, in the mobile market in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so they've chosen a oh, very uh, DNA. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so they they have um, partnered with them, and uh, you know as a result of this news. Nintendo stocks have increased by 25%. That's crazy. This is very good, uh, a huge increase uh, in a short period of time. Um, What I think is uh, notable is that alongside uh, this news is that they've um, given out information about their, uh, they have a code name for their uh, next console, Mm. uh, the NX, right? Okay. So this is just a code name. And I think that they intentionally packaged this news along with the news about uh, their foray into the mobile uh, market. Because I think when I mentioned that, you know, people, some people are going to be excited about this news. The other group of people, I think, are going to be like, is this going to affect the quality of their home IP and, you know, handheld IP? Right. And I don't think it will, because if they're, if they're you know, taking this company and they're gonna, this company is going to be responsible for taking existing characters and they have to have the Nintendo seal of approval. Right. They're not going to release content. Nintendo will not allow them to release content on mobile that is not up to Nintendo's standards. I kind of imagine or envision that Nintendo will have the whole mobile platform be a way to funnel players onto exactly. their handheld, and whatever this that's going to be. That's what I think it should be mm-hmm. because they're still making money there, but it's also exposing people who maybe don't have... The brand awareness. Exactly. Because if you think about it now, most kids and younger gamers... Usually who Nintendo wouldn't target, like us back in the 90s, mm-hmm. 
know, we wanted the only thing, only name in handheld gaming was I mean, you had Nintendo and you had Sega, pretty much. Yep. I'm mean, looking at it now. Most of these kids, their first mobile experience is an iPhone or exactly. an Android or a tablet. Exactly. And, and if they can like, get them there, yep. Then they can get them over on. Exactly. And okay. I mean, if they look at this as brand awareness, you know, the game doesn't have to be the games don't have to be particularly in depth. But if they're a quality experience in the context of mobile gaming Mm -hmm. and they're up to par with respect to mobile gaming and it has the Nintendo IP, Mario, Bowser, Donkey Kong, whatever, then that's that's, you know, that's their main goal. You know, it's about brand awareness. And that's what I think they've realized. You know, it's a revenue stream, but actually more important than that is brand awareness to get people familiar for newer gamers familiar with Nintendo IP and say like, hey, you know, we also have this like full-fledged home console, the Nintendo XX, uh, NX codename that is supposed to be coming out. Um, you know, they're going to unveil it, they said, in 2016. It's not going to be released, obviously, but they're going to give their kind of first taste of it, um, probably by E3 uh, 2016, if not, uh, if not by the end of the year. And I was just thinking about this. Um, what I would like to see and what I feel like not many game developers or companies have really tackled yet or really uh, successfully accomplished is had a mobile platform or a mobile application that really um, that really kind of... Um, like symbolizes their brand or expresses n- no, their... No, no, not really. That really goes along with their main game or their main line of products. I see. Um, that really complements it, I guess. If you look at... Um, whatchamacallit, uh, Watch Dogs. Okay. And Watch Dogs, uh, I, mean, I had a friend who went through it and I watched them a little bit, but um, you could have someone on a mobile phone or something like that playing in, actually playing with someone on the game console. And there was some type of mini game you could play in there, but something like that, where say you're playing a Nintendo game and you can, like how they have right now in their 3DS, you collect coins that you can go back into the 3DS right. game and use for whatever. If they had an app on your phone, because you don't always carry your 3DS with you, right. you always have your phone with you. Right. Or right. if you, uh, perfect That's a example, great point. Brain Flash. Oh my God, I'm just about to make them a million dollars. I'm going to copyright this. Yes. A Pokemon game, right? Uh-huh. Connected to GPS settings. Uh-huh. So that when you carry your phone around, you can discover Pokemon. Dude, that would, oh my God, that would make so much money. Just by like. You know what that reminds me of? There was, um, uh, there was an April Fool's joke by Google and they released an update. Is that the, where, the Pokedex one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you could go on Google Maps and you had to like find certain Pokemon. And I was like in a race with my brother to get as many as they had. I don't know. They had a certain number. Of course, not all. I think it was 151, the originals. No, no, no. They had a couple uh, outside the 150. Oh, okay, okay. There was like a set number. I forgot the whole, the number. I think it was like 100. When you could like, you know, it's like you go to, you know, monuments or whatever. Like you go to the Eiffel Tower and there's like Pikachu. Right. Or, or like you go to... They're like the headquarters of Nintendo and there's Charmander and right. you know what I mean? Like things like that. So, you know, people really, I think, you know, for fans of Pokemon and there are many of them, it's a mega series. Um, they really like that. And so maybe something along the lines of that, mm-hmm. but integrated um, into mobile where it's like, you know, again, it's it's all about brand awareness. It's like that's something engaging that people can do on a simple level and it doesn't take away from the integrity of and quality of the game on a home console because this is just like, hey, here's this thing that you're familiar with. You can use it in this new way with your mobile device. Right. You know, it's just it's just a different way to think about things. I mean, I think I think people are a little bit some people are definitely paranoid about this news, like, oh my God, you know, like this is terrible. 
How can it be terrible? I mean, I don't understand. Like, I can I can see the point. Is they're afraid that Nintendo focusing on the mobile platform is going to like, degrade the quality of their okay, games? Okay, like stretching themselves, too right? Thin. Or not even that. They're just like, well, we want to focus on mobile because mobile's more profitable. But the problem is, mobile games just aren't as good or aren't as deep. Yeah, as, it's just it's not it's not going to be. And I think, but the thing is, as long as that's not their main focus, I exactly. Guess. If that's and, something they're doing to supplement the rest of their games into increase brand awareness and pull in other gamers, that's fine. And I think that's the angle they're going with. I agree with you. I agree with that. And I think, you know, for people who kind of have that take where it's going to decrease the quality of the, you know, the the console games and And, handheld games. And I don't think it's mutually um, exclusive. I don't think that by investing in the mobile market, they're going to decrease the value or the experience. Not at all. Not at all. And I mean, the fact that they announced their next console, the Mm -hmm. code name at least for their next console, shows that, this was very intentional. I mean, they mentioned it along with mobile gaming to calm people's potential fears right. that they are not focusing. It's like, hey, we are already in the works, planning stages, blueprints, etc., for our next home console. We are not abandoning home consoles for mobile because you had people that are like, oh my God, Nintendo's going all mobile, all this, all this. No. It's right. Like, it's not like that. So, and speaking of their next console... Um what uh, what do you think this next console might be? Do you think it's going to be a completely mobile console, a completely, um, I guess, uh, home console? I know some people were getting upset that Nintendo was already talking about um, their next console when the Wii U is still kind of floundering, and people who have just invested in the Wii U kind of feel like, well, hold up, I just spent $250, $300 right. on this thing. I see, I see your point. I definitely think that's a legitimate um, point. Mm-hmm. Um, if we look, you know, somebody met, uh, pointed out that the difference, like if we look at the duration between most Nintendo consoles, it's about six years. Right. And this is um, the last one's only been out a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what the Wii, the Wii original Wii came out in 2006 and mm-hmm. the Wii U was released in 2012. So people are, you know, if they had purchased the, you know, console recently with like this, you know, huge jump in games, you know, okay, you have Zelda coming up, Star Fox coming up. Smash was released, Mario Kart 8, Bayonetta 2, etc. Right. And they're like, all right, I want to invest in this console. You know, I I don't think um, it's really a practical uh, fear to have that Nintendo has mentioned that they're working on their next console. Without question, every major company is in the works and planning stages of their next console. That's the thing. Is like, as soon as one console releases, these companies are already thinking about the next one. They have to be. I mean, people don't realize actually how much work goes into it because... Years of R&D. This is ye- years and years of planning because they have to consider so many angles because once that product is out, it's out, you know? Yeah. And everything is built around the image of that console and the perception around it. So they have to consider everything, the controller design, this, that. I mean, remember when Sony um, had released a prototype of the PS3 controller? It looked right. like a the, fucking boomerang. boomerang right. Fuck that. I mean, everybody was like, uh, go, back, change this. go back to the original. It works. And they're like, okay. I kind of wished for the PS4. They just trolled everyone. And when they announced it, just had the boomerang out there. God. I would have done that. That would have been crazy. I would have done that. Yeah. But, but um, um, no, but I mean... Every company is in the planning stages from oh, yeah. the mo- you know from the time because they have to devote people to that, you know, and so those people are brainstorming from the time the Wii U was released. You better believe people were working on the next console at at a beginning stage, because you know people who are really kind of afraid about that don't be because Nintendo is still I think you know as as with every other company Sony and Microsoft they're um, focused and determined to you know make the rest of the console life. 
um, last. And I think it's really kind of coming into its own. 2015 seems to be the most uh, promising year for mm-hmm. for every console, I think, uh, since, their, uh, since their respective uh, releases. You know, one thing I was just thinking about, thinking back on, on the big three, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, um, Microsoft and Sony have a history of releasing revisions of their consoles you know you had the xbox xbox or the 360 360 slim uh 360e whatever it is and then right. you had playstation 3 then you had the slim and the super slim and whatnot nintendo for the most part doesn't do that so i kind of wonder if this next console whatever it's going to be the nx is going to be a revised wii u maybe without the gamepad that'll still have wii u game support and I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a completely new platform or maybe just an upgraded Wii U minus the gamepad. Wouldn't be terribly surprised. That is possible. I think um I think it's important it's probably gonna that be more it's backwards. Fo- yeah, backwards compatible. I definitely. think it's important that it's backwards compatible so that basically those older software titles get off the shelves. Mm-hmm. There's still obviously a lot of time. I mean, I I would suspect that we would see these consoles, the new the new generation by late 2017 or no actually i would say i would say by by late um mid to late 2018 i would say and you know here here's another idea who I'm, I'm just full of ideas today mm-hmm. full shit it. too but um <laughs> go for it <laughs> i uh, uh thinking about this this new console i'm thinking would be kind of interesting is we know that nintendo has found a lot of uh, success with their mobile market and since they're moving into a more you know cell phone mobile type market is if whatever this new nx console is maybe is portable wii u or something like that something that's handheld that got the power of the wii u that you can somehow interface with the wii u possibly because then what because the thing about the wii u that it always kind of um, suffers on as far as um, just the raw cpu and uh, horsepower of it is that it's got to power the gamepad too mm-hmm. so what if you had a gamepad that? Um, also had its own its own processor and could have some actual uh, strength in there as well, and you could combine the two and create a um, like a hybrid system or something like that where you can combine the power uh, from both of them. And I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. There, there are then, a lot of things they could do that Nintendo's crazy enough to pull something. Yeah, this is. I I'm just. I don't know. I haven't I haven't thought too much about um, what it would be. I would like personally to see something closer to the GameCube. Me too. I don't um, think they're going to do it though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Um, however, I mean, what, what whatever Nintendo ends up doing, I just think it needs to be kind of a balance between having the accessibility of third party. You know, making you know development ex- more accessible for third parties. And that's not to say that it needs to be a clone of the PS4 or an Xbox One plus Nintendo exclusives. It doesn't have to be that necessarily, but just give that option for developers, you know, to streamline development for their platform and they can still do their own thing. Right. What their what their unique twist is going to be for this next console, we'll have to wait and see. I, I have um I have no clue. However, I do think that um it will I think it should be backwards compatible with the Wii U. Oh definitely. So that they can get the software off of the shelves for that. I think it's got to be backwards compatible because you look at this library that the Wii U finally has after years of struggling, and it's got a solid library now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're going to come out with a new system that would just basically throw all that in the trash. Right, and forego. And I mean, if, if, they've, if they've been consistent, you know, it's like, all right, the Wii, 
with backwards compatible with the GameCube. Mm-hmm. The Wii U is backwards compatible with the Wii. It's logical to conclude that this NX console will be backwards compatible with the Wii U. And that would make sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think they have to do that. But yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking back to this mobile Pokemon idea. You get like, Dude. Oh, you get like meet up with your friend. You could have like a Pokemon battle on your phone. Right. Gain the experience. Take it back to whatever your console is. Mm. Upload the uh, the, uh, the experience to your Pokemon. Mm. Or if you were to walk around and like, oh, notification. Oh, you know, GPS data. Found another Pokemon. Wild, Pokemon, Wild Snorlax appeared. Right. I was at Walmart. A Wild Snorlax appeared. Dude, that would be so fun, man. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, yes. <laughs> This guy, you got me. Um, you got me. But then you could. Oh man, that would be awesome. So something like that <laughs> would be great. Remember, remember, have you? That reminds me of like there's a blog, People of Walmart. Oh yeah, that Joseph told me about. Oh man, oh, I was god. in Walmart this morning. Oh god, help! I you saw out. three different people with being. With I was there for walking in the door before I made it back to the electronics department. I saw yes. three different people who should be on that website goodness I saw one guy yeah we're, we're guy. here in memphis so i mean you guys green you guys mohawk why <laughs> i mean but he was a big guy and i was like oh man i want to take a picture and he was in the kids clothing section it was really creepy god help him the girls kids clothing section i'm like all right that's, no that's, yeah no, that's strange no no right <laughs> and then i uh, saw another big gal who um yet again people walmart.com and it's just crazy blue hairdo and then i was i was like oh man this is weird what am i doing here uh, <laughs> Twilight Zone, and then um, yeah. there's this other girl who she had she had like the spandex tights on and like the spandex shirt, and they were all like both two different types of tie dye. It was just no. like, where do you find this? I mean, I feel like <sighs> I don't know where some of this stuff's got to be from the '80s or something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, like I'd wear something like that, but I don't think I'd ever actually wear it out in public. But I mean, it was it was one of those things like I'm 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 here with the weirdos today. Think about that though, just. There's so much they could do, going back to Nintendo, right? Um, with the mobile market to interface with their games that won't detract from their IP or the quality of their mobile games or the yeah. quality of their home console level games. That um, Like Pokemon, uh, what else? Uh, Fire Emblem, other oh, games where you could integrate with the mobile de- uh, devices. Exactly. And I mean, they. Pokemon is genius for that, dude. They tried that a little bit with a little. They had like the Pokemon pedometer you could carry with right. you and unlock right. stuff. But that's not quite. Exactly. It has to be something like everybody has. I mean, that could be on mobile. It doesn't detract from, you know, the quality of a Pokemon game. And I'm going to go ahead and fess this up now. I'm a 26 year old grown ass man, and I still feel a little bad. When I'm out in public and I whip out my golden 3DS and start playing Pokemon. Because I'm looking over and there's a 12-year-old kid next to me playing Pokemon. I'm like, what's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those things where it's kind of like people look at me like, hey, I yeah, can like dude. Pokemon too. I've yeah, liked it dude. longer. There, there's a, uh, yeah, it's so like, if they can give me a way that I can still have my right. inner 12-year-old child play Pokemon right. while not looking like a 12-year-old kid, right. then I'm all for that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, you know, there's always been kind of a stigma like that around gaming because people are like, games for kids. And I'm like, well, it's like an interactive adventure. You know, I mean, people binge watch Netflix yeah. and Hulu. And it's like, oh, I'm watching Game of Thrones. You know, oh, I'm watching this. And those are great shows, Breaking Bad, etc. Mm-hmm. But it's like, all right, you know, if people are, if you're going to binge watch this show, like, why can't I play Monster Hunter 4 for three hours? Like, I'm slaying monsters. What the fuck are you doing? Right. Okay? Like, are you doing lazy just watching yeah. something? Come on, I'm man. killing monsters. I'm killing. I'm slaying monsters, you know? Yeah, I, but, think, you know, yeah, I think you're right, though. That there is a stigma about, you know, big gaming time, for kids. Big time stigma. Like, well, we grew up with it. Yeah. I mean, this is like, you know, now it's mainstream, and it's like even the games that are quote-unquote accepted, it's like, all right, you play a sports game, you're normal. If you play, 
you know, this is this is kind of getting into Rita's rant here too, you know, but uh, the kind of social uh, dynamic around gaming. Definitely a stigma around it, but um, you know, with this with this mobile platform, I definitely think if if you guys are aware of the game called um Ingress, was it? Yeah, yeah, I've got some friends that play. Yeah. They're actually trying to get me into it. Yeah, something yeah. like that where it rewards you for like going to different locations right. around your town and that in, that affects the gameplay. If something akin to that was incorporated with Pokemon. Think about it. How Nintendo's talked about how this whole new pillar of health and fitness if they oh, had like Oh yeah. You're it's, out exercising, you gain experience, you find Pokemon, you bring it back, goes into your game. That help I mean like even just think about the three DS when it comes to the coins, right? It's yeah. like you have it in your pocket, you're walking around, you get play coins and you get some you but know, get some gameplay things. Three DS XL is just too big to stick in your pocket. Yeah, it's a bit I think most people just kind of throw it in their bag and then also it's like you know, it's better for a big city. Like, like I bought my brother right. uh, a 3DS and Smash Brothers, and he was ec- ecstatic about it. And, like, he lived in New York, so I'm like, you need this more than me. So, like, right. I went and got it for him. He was really excited. And, um, you know, he gets play coins. I mean, he's going to max out every day. Other thing in a city like that, yeah. you, when you're sitting on a, on the subway or a train, you have nothing to do for 30 minutes. You can sit there and play a game. Exactly. But, you know, for people like us living in a city like Memphis where you have to drive everywhere, yep. you don't get the option. I mean, when you're, you can't play while you're driving, obviously. Right, of course. But there's a lot of possibilities, and I think it's some good news and um, interesting that uh, Nintendo has made this announcement in tandem with, you know, mentioning this co- the code name for their console. Um, so there's, um, I don't know, I, I think it's positive news, and uh, we'll see where they go with this. Definitely, definitely. A lot of, a lot of possibilities. I, I think um, there's a lot of worry over nothing. I think Nintendo probably came out and said, hey, we're working on the next thing because their investors were getting a little nervous. That's pro- definitely, I think, um, pressure from investors. Yeah, kind just of, to prove that they had a plan, they right. had something going. It's like, on. hey, guys, like we have been thinking about this. You know, we're not, uh, we're not rushing things. Right. So I, I think we're okay there. Yeah. But um, all right, let's move on to the next okay. one. And this one, biggest um, item, made me lose list. my shit. Yeah, made for, me lose my shit. For, yeah. Phantom Dust video from Darkside Games from the game they created leaked. Yes. And we watched it. We did watch it just before this show, and let me tell you, the leaked footage looked beautiful. You know, I I enjoyed it. Mike enjoyed it. Um, you know, it looked um, pretty complete. I would say. I mean, you know, it's still it's obviously you know it was good. Goodness knows, definitely pre alpha. But I was pleased with how good it, um, it it turned out based on being leaked footage. You know, the article that mentioned and and, and posted this uh, this footage mentioned that originally that they were going, you know, Dark Side Games was going into the reboot, looking at kind of 70% reboot and 30% new. Right. And they said that over the course of development, it became more like 85% reboot and 15% like new game. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that is where the discrepancy lied, where, you know, there's the, you know, major um, uh, Microsoft exec who was saying that this is going to be like a 30-hour Japanese RPG. Mm-hmm. And so... Presumably, the single-player component was not started on, and that is definitely where the original game lacked. You know, well, it. Let's see. The, the, the single-player was it was great and it had a great story, but it definitely stumbled and faltered at different points. I think I think the pace was the issue. It was very. You know, you're right. You know, like very kind of back and forth mm-hmm. unnecessarily in that kind of you know kind of wonky like um, mid area and you're yeah, just running thing. around doing nothing yeah, for a lot of it and yeah. it, it had like a 3 or 4 hour kind of intro before you could start building your own decks or arsenals right. which was a little ridiculous mm-hmm. um but no the the video we watched 
It looked amazing. It looked like it, it played well. The frame rate was fine. It looked so nice. Combat looked great. Craig, um, Craigasm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, it, guys, you guys know the Twitch users. It looked like, I mean, it looked like a finished game. And I, I kind of I kind of wonder, get the impression, um, the article or the, the unknown anonymous dev said that Microsoft kind of changed what they wanted a couple of times. Kind of like, well, we wanted to kind of do this. Well, we kind of want to do this. I kind of get the impression that um, Microsoft came back and said, hey, you know, we like what you're doing, but can we do more of this? And they're like, well, yeah, but it's going to take a long time. The Microsoft's like, well, fine, we'll find someone else to do it. Like, I, I mean, I can't imagine how they could look at that and be like, all right, here, like, that's just not good. I don't think their issue was with the quality of the work. There's got, Yeah, there's got to be something else. There has to be a different reason. It has to be, you know, like you said, perhaps in terms of the timetable, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps, you know, maybe the lack of the single player component that they weren't working on and they maybe wanted to make that like a central thing with the game i mean i don't i don't know it's um a lot of, there's a lot of speculation still about this and and perhaps as time goes on maybe m- more developers or let me say uh, former employees from dark side games will mention some things anonymously i certainly hope so because that's how this came out is this exactly. um this anonymous dev released it to some uh, the guy uh, kotaku right i don't know i mean i was really happy with seeing the footage i i hope they don't totally trash what what they've uh, done what they've done because actually it's it's significant uh, a significant amount of work i mean at least for the multiplayer right you know they can take what dark side games had and hand that over well see that's tricky to do though cuz you're putting it in hands of someone who hasn't created that's it that right far. from the beginning so they yeah then there's going to be a disconnect you're right you're 100% right it's they've got to figure out scratch. what dark side games has done was thinking and yeah the thought process would be you're absolutely right actually that'd because be tough. it would be very difficult it would be like a disjointed product yeah. in the end because, yeah, you know, they probably have to just take the hit in terms of the time, which is unfortunate for us as fans. But um, I think that, you know, Phil Spencer has said that he's behind this project. Oh, definitely. You know, and, and as long as we have people, execs like him, who are devoted to it, and the fact that, as we said before, this was, you know, kind of a primary title mm-hmm. at E3, you know, they're going to, they've invested money into it and they're going to be behind the product. But, yeah, it's just it. It's strange that they would make it that far into development and say, "All right, we're doing something different." Right. Um, because it looked good. The combat looked good. It was super said, smooth. The destruction was nice. Environments were good. I mean, they put a lot of work into that. You can tell. Definitely. It must have been. Could have been the studio. They could have been like, "Look, we need this out faster. We need to do these type of content patches. We need to do this, this, and this down the road." And that Dark Side Games was like, "Well, we can't do that," or "Well, it's going to take this long to do that." So I don't know. Yeah, there there are, are tons of things that could be causing whatever whatever the reason was for Microsoft just to close close the door on them. So I right. I don't know. I, I, I the, the footage the footage brings up raises a lot of questions. And I, I kind of expect that as time goes on, that um, whoever this dev is who kind of came up, he's probably going to let some more info slip. Right, little by little, and which I hope so because I'd love to hear what's going on behind yeah. this. Um, I definitely want to, yeah, hear the back uh, backstory. You know, because from all accounts, even from the dev, he said that the game was almost done. I mean, he said that the multiplayer game was was done pretty much. So my only, I mean, <sighs> it's so depressing, man. <laughs> like just straight up, just talking from emotion here. It's like, you know that that trailer. Like you guys have to see it. You know, definitely see it. Um, after you listen to this podcast, um, and you know, you it's one of those things where we may never know what happened. It could be some discussion behind closed doors where maybe Microsoft wanted to go a direction that Dark Side Games was like, no, we don't really want to do that. I doubt that's the case. 
I imagine is that Microsoft wanted to do something that either Darkside was incapable or not willing to do as far as maybe, as I said, the speed at which they release patches or we don't know what the plans are in long term for something right, like this. Right, long term DLC perhaps if right. Nintendo or uh, if Microsoft plans that with Phantom Dust. Or, I'm sure they do. I mean, you look at like Killer Instinct or something. Yeah, yeah, unquestionably. Where they have, you know, they have different character releasement or releases and right. announcements. Maybe like Arsenal packs or something for a game like this. But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, uh, I said it looked like the game was about done. They were getting pushing towards releasing later this year. Yeah, that was the the plan, I believe. But if they have to start from scratch, that's going to push them back another year or two. Yeah, I mean, now they have to find a replacement. I mean, who's the replacement? Hopefully, um, hopefully they they go with a really big name studio and get this knocked out pretty quick. I hope. Because if you look at the game, as far as, at least from the multiplayer side of it, what they have to build, um, they could take something like Unreal Engine 4 or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be something like that, where the engine that, that Darkseid was using to build this game was not something that Microsoft wanted to back in the long run. Perhaps. Maybe the tech behind it wasn't what they wanted, something like that. But if they got a big team behind it, multiplayer maps, the maps aren't very large. Um, Destructible environments is nothing too crazy these days. Mm -hmm. Um, It wouldn't take that long for, you know, if you had a team, a few hundred developers behind them to throw something together. Really, I think where the, the time will be spent in a game like this is the single player. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, because the single player is obviously going to be, and that's kind of another knock on the original Phantom Dust, as a single player basically took place in the same maps that the multiplayer did. Right. And if they were going to build a true single player that had its own it's feel like and vibe to it, yeah, that that could take some time. And maybe that's what it was, is that this wasn't, it wasn't shaping up to be the entire product that Microsoft wanted. Perhaps. I, I think that's the most um, likely reason. Yeah. Um, because they basically rebooted the multiplayer and the multiplayer seemed... Uh, very playable. I mean, I, I want to play it now. I would love to play that product. I mean, as is, you know, whatever they had. But, um, you know, I, I, because they were making such a big um, push for this, you know, like it's going to be like a 30-hour Japanese RPG. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would be a stale single-player experience if it was merely a reboot of the, um, you know, if it was like the original in that, like you said, the maps for multiplayer were the same ones well, the same single locales player. used for a single player. I think the right. single player can be more open-ended. Right. You know, maybe have battles just out in the, you know, like in the open, right? Make it a little bit more open world perhaps to a degree. And you know what? I'm thinking about it here. I've got another idea that just occurred to me. The The single player campaign kind of ends. It it resolves the story. Okay. Like when it ends, it ends. From what I remember, is I haven't played it and haven't finished it in 10 years. I'm kind of going back through it now. But I imagine... That if Microsoft is throwing money behind this as a Microsoft, you know, as one of their big IPs, they want something that they'll be able to go into and have be a 10-year lifespan or something like that. Mm -hmm. That they can put out like Destiny, put out multiple games. They don't want to spend money on something that's just going to be a one-off. I kind of feel like they may have been getting into or may have been recreating the single-player story. Microsoft's like, yeah, we want to do something different. Mm -hmm. And obviously at some point something changed either on Microsoft's end or dark side. I imagine it's probably on Microsoft's end. More than likely. Or they wanted to do something different. And um, that single-player, the way it ended, there's, I don't see many ways you could go back and do another game. You couldn't really do a sequel. You could maybe do a prequel. Um, But that could have a lot to do with it too. Right. So... I don't know. It's kind of depressing. Yeah, definitely. After seeing the footage, it just looks I mean, super oh, yeah. sleek. It looks it's, so nice. If you haven't watched it, you know, we'll put a link to it in, um, in yeah, the blog gonna, post. Yeah, it'll be on the uh, in the blog post for sure. But we'll have to see. I mean, at this stage, 
who knows? I mean, it probably will be it won't be released before 2017 at this at this rate. Surely not before 2017. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Yeah. I mean, if they have to really do a restart from scratch, then I think it'll be easy. Yeah, no, for sure. It's going to take some time. And yeah. we don't even know if they have a replacement yet. Yeah, you know what? They were so secretive about it in the first place, really, until I guess the screenshots that leaked are probably authentic now. Yeah, now that we look look at the gameplay footage. That's probably the first really bit of information we had since they announced it at E3. That's true. That's and then true. the video, we hadn't seen any footage. Exactly. There was no footage up until this was released today. Which really. is crazy when you think about it because obviously they were going to, I mean, have something together for this upcoming E3. If they had it looking that good and they were happy with it, you know they would have released probably something maybe. Like, I mean, what they had today was more than good enough in my opinion to be at E3. Oh, easily. E- easily. Easily that could have been shown at E3. So just like polish the presentation of it and right. you're good to go. Anyway, right. we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out and see for if sure. we hear anything. Moving on, on the list for Rita's Rant today, we have um, some interesting news related to uh, Springfield, Illinois. So uh, the figurehead of this uh, this government, uh, J. Michael Houston, this guy has uh, given the key to the city to Cobra Commander. <laughs> Are you serious? What? The city is controlled by Cobra Commander as of now. That is awesome. So the G.I. Joe Con, uh, originally it's been hosted... In cities like New Orleans. Wait, they have a G.I. Joe con? Yeah. That just awesome. sounds awesome. Which yeah. I, I would go to something like that. Dude, do you remember the YouTube parodies? The G.I. Joe parodies? I don't think I've ever seen oh them. Oh my God, they're great. Uh, we're we're going to look these up uh, after the episode. I know a couple of viewers will be familiar with it. Those, those are great. Like some voiceovers some some friends did with uh, old G.I. Joe episodes. But this con, which sounds super cool, would be nice to go to. It's been in cities mostly in the south. You know, New Orleans, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, a little bit north, uh, and Dallas. Now it's going to uh, Springfield, but the reason it's moving there is because they have to fight the new government, which is run by Cobra Commander. So uh, <laughs> I shake my head, shake my head at this uh, this development. Um, so the GI Joe force has to uh, deal with this. Um, it's not good, not good. Wouldn't it be awesome if like uh, Bruce Willis or somebody showed up from the hilarious. last movie? <laughs> that would be so hilarious. Oh, uh, The Rock shows up. Oh my god, on, guys! Yeah, man, it's like so. Um, I hear uh, Cobra Commander is uh, acting up over here. We're gonna <laughs> ca- cause some problems. That's awesome. But um, it was just hilarious. You can like check out the the video that they have. It's it's pretty hilarious. And some pictures of like Cobra Commander just sitting there with his uniform, like accepting the key. And I'm like, this motherfucker, <laughs> get out of here, man! What what did you do, man? What what did you poison this? Uh, this poor, poor mare with, you know. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. No, so the G.I. Joe Con is uh, pretty interesting. You guys can check out the video. Okay. So poor Springfield, man. We have to we have to worry about that. Our best wishes go out to them. Poor, the poor citizens, man. They have to suffer the reign of the Cobra Commander. Yeah. Um, next on the list, um, not really a rant, but just like separate, you know, miscellaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's now the ability to have custom taunts in uh, Team Fortress 2. Huh. Super hilarious. They're, the taunts... Uh, as they are, are pretty hilarious. You can have like, uh, you have a different taunt for each weapon you have out. Mm-hmm. Also, you can do like a context specific taunts where you can taunt with your teammates, like in the pre lobby, like one you have like a one minute setup, and you basically you guys ha- you have like a luo in there. It's really funny. That is awesome. Yeah, you just be like clapping and it's like, oh, where's the limbo? You know, the music's going and everything. It's hilarious. Uh, the game is just like great like cheesy but also also very serious uh, i've got to get back FPS. into it i've only played a couple times so i got my ass handed to me yeah it's difficult i'll say uh good good uh good uh class to start out with is a scout okay 
Is that has, the sniper or, rifle? Or? No, no, no. The scout is your basic infantry. Like he has a shotgun, pistol, and a, okay. bat, and a bat starting. Gotcha. Um, good. He has very good speed, and he has double jump ability. So he's just like super mobile, really good uh, to get your feet wet. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I'm, I'm like switching between that and the sniper for the most part. I tried the spy. I've been getting my ass whooped. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really difficult to use the spy. Okay. But uh, they have these custom taunts now. So those are um, pretty interesting, uh, really funny. So you guys can check those out. You um, can download them. Um, so that's just a nice way to kind of uh, spice up the game. It's already pretty f- hilarious uh, first-person shooter as is, but this just adds a nice element to it. So, you know, it's really nice that um, Valve is pretty open about these things, like modding their games and things. And so that's always uh, been nice. They've uh, how they allow you to go in and you know, have the whole Steam Workshop where you have all the items and everything. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's a that's a nice uh, update to the game. So definitely check that out, guys. Welcome, humans. I am Zordon. Next, uh, we have Zordon's watch list um, to round us out. Conquer for the Xbox. Yeah. Tell me about this. Yes. So as of now, it seems that uh, Rare has confirmed that Conquer would be coming back in an adventure for something called Project Spark. So Ooh. it's not clear that this is going to be a Conquer game per se, so much as an appearance. Well, Project Spark, that's on the Xbox One. Have you have you played around with it? I have not. It's a uh, downloaded. It. I haven't opened it up yet. I believe it's a um, program where you can actually go in there and build a game. It's like a game development platform. Oh, I see. I'll have to check it out after the episode here. Definitely. And so apparently um, this new Conquer content is going to be available both for Xbox One and Windows 8.1 through the Project Spark Marketplace. Okay. Um, okay. So we'll see. I mean, that's that's interesting. I think it's nice. Oh, I miss miss Conquer. Dude, Conquer is just like the furry bastard it's like it's like your uncle if he was a damn squirrel you know what i'm saying the one uncle you guys know so the uh this is pretty interesting i, I want to definitely check out uh, project spark mm-hmm. um and uh, be interested to see this uh this download um so that's interesting i mean it would be nice to have a full conquer game actually i i don't know i, I want to speak a little bit about rare i feel like rare has i mean we talked about like the upcoming um spiritual successor to banjo kazooie uh-huh and it's not going to be a Banjo-Kazooie game, but if it's something along those lines, even if it's new IP, mm-hmm. it would be great because those are absolutely, the Banjo-Kazooie games are one of the, are some of the best platformers ever. They're exceptionally good games. I just had another brain flash there. Go. Conquer. Yes. If they're doing that in Project Spark, maybe they want to do Phantom Dust in Project Spark. That would be really interesting. And what if they were like, because, you know, obviously, you know what, this could be something like this that Darkside Games had built this in whatever engine they used, uh, Unity, Unreal, whatever, and that Microsoft's, no, we really want it in Project Spark. It's possible. And, and they, yeah, because that would require them starting over and be like, look, we want to do it over here for these reasons, for because we can support it, or yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know. That could be it. Something like that. That's definitely possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Project huh. Spark has a lot of... Um, we got to play around with that. Yeah, we're going to definitely look into it. That aside, the big game uh, that is yet to be unveiled, but it's going to be in about three weeks, Star Wars Battlefront 3. We've been talking about this game for a while. I'm excited. This is unquestionably a top three title that I'm excited for um, the next uh, for this year. Uh, this um, has been in the works, obviously, for a long time. Uh, DICE picked up the license in 2013 and have been developing the game since. Uh, LucasArts, we already mentioned, was developing the game between 2000... No, sorry, Free Radical was developing the game under LucasArts as publisher for two years between 2006 and 2008. Um, The game never came to light. uh, And then alpha footage uh, was leaked um, sometime, you know, a couple of years back. So um, in mid-April, between April 16th and uh, 19th, 
there's going to be a Star Wars celebration event in Anaheim, California, and the game is set to have, you know, that event is set to have the uh, first gameplay footage of Battlefront uh, released. So, oh, buddy. Ex- super excited. I mean, clearly, um, EA and DICE were waiting until Hardline released, you know, as their major, t- you know, kind of major title for this, you know, this part of the year. Right. To kind of be done and, and released and have the promotion kind of... Uh, you know, settle down for that, and then they can focus on Battlefront from now up until uh, it releases. So that's they probably really, don't want to cannibalize sales from one or the other because they're probably going to be kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, and so they, there's definitely a clear, um, you know, gap between the two games mm-hmm. because they're similar in, you know, with respect to using the Frostbite engine and kind of the, just being a battlefield game, right? Effectively, the battle or is battle Battlefront one and two were basically reskin versions of Battlefield. Yeah, I mean that was the style. I mean the the three the three D uh, third person, sorry, um, edition is obviously, um, it's kind of core. Right. And, um, but I mean, the idea being, you know, you have multiple classes, all different types of missions, etc. It was just like, you know, Star Wars, if it was a Battlefield game, more or less. Right. And right. so it'll be really interesting to see. Um, footage was already shown, but it was behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You obviously know, no media, no cell phones allowed, etc. all of that. And it had a standing ovation. That excites me a lot. Oh, yeah. And so um, I definitely think, uh, you know, this footage is going to be exceptional. I'm super excited about it. Um, we'll just have to wait till it comes out and just uh, the hype is building more and more for this game. Oh, I can't wait. That is always one of my favorite series. And we really did. I mean, it just kind of fell off after two. Y- yeah. I mean, it. The, I think it, f- it fell off just because, you know, the thing is that the timetable for release was like, I forgot, like the original Battlefront came out in 2003. Something like that. 2002 or 2003. Then you had Battlefront 2 that came out in 2005. And, you know, 3 was slated for a release, you know, in that timetable, you know, two, three years difference, right? Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be released 2008. And for a long time, people thought this game is never going to see the light of day. And mm-hmm. they were right to think that because LucasArts dissolved. Mm-hmm. The footage was leaked because it was like, this is a scrapped project. Thank God that DICE picked up the license so that we can this game can see the light of day. Right. It was going to be so awesome because imagine, right? Usually you know, there's a lot of bots, for example, mm-hmm. um, in the game. And I, I, you know, this is something that's an issue of contention. In all likelihood, there won't be bots in the DICE version of the game okay. in Battlefront 3. But that was a huge pull so that people could basically practice the maps offline, you know. But you think about it, it there's no bots in any Battlefield game. Right. Never. Right. So you're going to have 64 live players, which is super exciting. Um, I think... You know, that is fine if that goes super smooth at the cost of, you know, having bots because I don't want to I don't want to play bots online. Right. For example, you know, if they do it offline, it's just a huge time sink, actually, because I would rather them forego including bots and have a much stronger and richer multiplayer experience because people are always going to be on this game. Yeah. People are going to be playing this game for years and years and years and years. So um, I don't think it's a huge issue. Um, I mean, even now, I mean, I've been, I've been getting back into Battlefront 2. I need to get you on Game Ranger. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I went and linked up just because I'm used to playing. I was used to playing it on Xbox. I got the wireless receiver and I've been playing online uh, through Game Ranger uh, using, my, uh, using my 360 controller. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. Usually I use a sniper class. It's just easier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah. The sniper and the, the, dark, the dark trooper is so good on the Empire side. 
It's a really good class. Um, uh, my favorite class was Yodum. <laughs> Best class. Lightsaber, force Top powers, run really fast. He was so small, too, you couldn't hit him. It was exactly. awesome. Exactly. The odd job yeah. of Battlefront 2. <laughs> um, just can't get past him. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, shoot at the ground, he's going to cut your legs off. <laughs> yep. get, get wrecked. So we're super excited. You guys are super excited for the game. Definitely, we're, we're going to check out that footage. So that's um that's it for Zordon's watch list. A couple deals we want to mention really quick. Master Chief Collection, they've got that out there. Three forty nine, you get uh, the uh, Xbox One extra controllers, the two controllers total, and Master Chief. Which, I mean, they're just trying to push copies of this game at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a download copy, I'm sure, or yeah, download probably. code. Um, so that's fine. I mean, we still have to. I want to try the patch. People have said that it stabilized things. I still haven't tried it either, but yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, let's let's try it for sure. Um, so I've heard mixed things about the patch, but you know, I think that. You know, the game is retailing now for like 30 or something. Wow, really? And even for the campaigns, I would say it's worth the price of admission just yeah, to have them. You've got I, four great campaigns there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fine for that. Uh, three great campaigns. Uh, yeah, I'm two not going to... <laughs> I, I liked it. One, two, and three. I don't have any interest really in playing four. Yeah, just because, just because 343 developed it and, you know, I'm, I'm a Bungie, Bungie Halo guy. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a 343 it. Halo guy. Yeah. So that uh, there's that deal, which is really good. Um, the I saw bi- somewhere there's a PlayStation Vita thirty bucks off for one seventy. Okay, not bad. Um, I think it's on an IGN today, but yeah. The um, the other uh, big deal that's going around that everybody's trying to kind of uh, jump on. You can um, trade in uh, a three sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has to be like with the cables and everything. You know, working obviously. Trade that into GameStop, or a one twenty gig at least one hundred twenty gig. PS3 mm-hmm. with all cables etc working condition trade that in for $175 credit it's pretty awesome towards the purchase of a PS4 now that's really really good because in all likelihood you're not going to be able to get even close copy if you or used console if you want to just to just sell it you know so if somebody wants to give up that library you know the library of their 360 or PS3 um, or if they just have an extra one, you might just be able to get one. Um, like one person on Reddit said, they got a used PS3 for twenty five dollars. He, awesome. he just made one hundred fifty bucks yeah. by doing that because then he can apply that towards his uh, PS4, or just se- or just get a PS4 and sell it. Yeah, you know what I mean. If a person wanted an Xbox One, you could get that too. Just you know, get the PS4 with the deal, sell it for retail, buy yourself an Xbox One. So you can get either one. You can get a Wii, whatever. I mean, you know, probably people who are going to be doing this d- deal would either get the PS4, keep it. Right or trade it in and pay for an Xbox One, right, uh, right. with their store credit. So um, it's a really good deal, really good deal for people who don't want their older console and uh, want to upgrade. Yeah, it's surprising seeing such a good deal come out of GameStop. That yes, <laughs> I will. I will agree with that. Although I, I I I hate on them less nowadays, just because my brother works there you and get I get discount. the fifteen percent. <laughs> yeah. So I don't smack th- talk them as much, but I still don't like hearing. You know, did you all like to get this game used? Would you like to use this card, man? No, just want to fuck you. No, <laughs> like I don't care. You know, like I'm gonna use Best Buy's uh, reward. You know, Gamers Unlocked, which is easily the best uh, deal yeah. uh, available for saving on titles. That's unquestionably the the reward system to choose. Uh, I think that about wraps up our uh, Goldar's Goldmine um, for the week. Check us out on on our website gogopowergamers.com guys um, and drop us a line rangers at gogopowergamers.com we're yeah. on twitter still into the facebook i'm i'm slacking on that one we need to put some more stuff we're on twitch too on youtube mm-hmm. um find us anywhere 
shoot us an email. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you don't think. Let us know if we suck. Let us know what you like. Comments, suggestions, anything's welcome, guys. We're actually thinking um, something Rami mentioned before the show. I've getting a few copies of Phantom Dust and giving them away. So if that's something y'all be interested in, let us know and yeah. we'll uh, we'll pick some up. Yeah, definitely. We want to we want to do that. I think, you know, it will be a good way to kind of boost the podcast and also um get get more copies out to people. And, you know, we could stream with you guys. The games can be played online via Excellent Kai. Yeah, we checked on there and no one's playing it though. Unfortunately. But we could organize something. Absolutely. I mean, we could go on the Phantom Dusted forums. All those and, guys and I'm sure find, would love to and find some people. Yeah. Yeah, we got to play them at some point. So, um Take care, guys. That's our show for the week. Take it easy. We'll see you next week. Rangers, roll out.